Ladies and gentlemen, we'll begin our final descent. As we prepare for landing, please make sure your seatbelt is fastened and your seat back and tray tables are stowed. Also this time, please put away all carry-on items, including laptop and devices of similar size for landing. landing. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to enter Culturama with Diva. Hello, Culturama listeners, and welcome to this exciting episode of Culturama with Diva, where simplicity is the best thing. This program is brought to you by Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. We encourage you to listen and join us in a journey of cultures, ideas, and innovations as Diva takes us around the world with her guests. An amazing show with an amazing host. We thank you for accepting the challenge of opening your mind. We are Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, and we are a proud sponsor of Culturama with Diva. This program is called Inspirational Moments, where I interview persons with different challenges, life coaches, authors, motivational speakers, and more. And this lady is a sweetheart. She interviewed me for her interview series. And you can go check it out there. I will repost the link on Instagram. But I want to get to know her as well. So today I have none other than Jennifer Strother. I got it right, your last name? Yes, you did. Thank Uh you. So I met Jennifer in Clubhouse, the importance of Clubhouse. You build connections, you meet people, and you move along the line. And, you know, she decided to send my message on IG. Thank you. So I want to get to know her today, right here, right now. Let's go. So Jennifer, who are you? I am a Christian blind mother. I um, am a motivational speaker. I am an advocate for blind parents. I am very active in the National Federation of the Blind. I wear many hats, including um, chapter president, and I serve on the affiliate board in Nevada. Um, I am working on becoming an author. There's a book that I'm working on that I will have published by the end of the year, Lord's Will. Um, So... That's all me. Oh, and I'm also I'm also a student. I can't leave out the fact that I am a student. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I do a lot. <laughs> how did you end up being blind or visually impaired? Um, I was born visually impaired. I was born with crossed eyes that were was corrected when I was two years old. I don't know if they have a better term for that now. When I was little, they were just called cross eyes um I wore glasses early in life and the glasses never helped the doctor the doctors would say that I just need to adjust to um 
the glasses, but I could see better without the glasses. And even then I couldn't see very well. I could read large print and I could see um, colors. I can never see facial features or anything like that. Um, when I was six, I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, which um, is hereditary. It's a hereditary degeneration of the retina. When I was 16, I was re-diagnosed with a um, rare and aggressive form of retinitis pigmentosa. And I honestly do not remember the name of it. Um, I was 16. They were looking at my eyes for four hours. I was a little bit upset. <laughs> um, and, you know, there was nothing that could be done about it. it you know, it was bad because a lot of people with retinitis pigmentosa can see um well what late you know well until later on in life and i could only see shadows at the time mm -hmm. the lights the um lights and shadows so the colors and a large print was gone i was reading braille and um using a cane at the time mm -hmm. and by the time i was 18 the shadows were gone so now i have I'll call it iffy light perception because it comes and it goes. So sometimes I can see light, sometimes I can't. And sometimes I wonder if I can see light or if it's my brain just right. registering, you know, it's right. daytime, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> but that's, yeah, it is. And I also have keratoconus, which um, is the, I think it's the stretching of the corneas. Like, I don't really understand a lot of my eye conditions. So I'm just, like totally blind and I live Wait, in pronounce that word again? Keratoconus. Keratoconus causes a lot of right, pain. Right. Um, it, it's a flare up and it it really hurts. It it does when oh. you know I can it doesn't happen for me a lot. I know a lot of people suffer with it a lot. It happens to me maybe a couple of times a year and I have to go and get like um I different drops and steroids and stuff for it. But it's is painful and oh they, it can be corrected with a cornea transplant but my cornea is so scarred from the keratoconus that my doctor can't see through to my retina and um oh you know he he's like i don't really he's like i want to do it but i'm afraid that it won't make any difference in your eyesight because of your retina so right. i'm just gonna leave it and i'm okay with that <laughs> i'm okay with that so what can you see now, you know? Um, like as I can see lights sometimes. Um yeah, just lights. That's that's about it. I can tell whether it's night or day, like right now, I can look out my window and tell that it's daytime. Sometimes mm -hmm. during the day I can't. Um, so it comes and goes. Mm -hmm. Okay, wow. So you can't see people, you can't see colors. Uh, no, no, no. no, you spoke about your eye conditions. Tell us about your journey, you know, your childhood journey growing up. Uh, tell us about technology back then and all that stuff. Um, Growing up, so I did not, I want to first say that I did not grow up around um, a lot of other blind people. I did go to school with a few blind people and I was a kid, so I don't know if their struggle was the same as mine. Oh. I do know that um, I went to public schools. I went to Cleveland Public Schools. And going into school, I did not have what I needed 
going into school. And this is in the 80s. Um, we weren't really big on computers in the classroom. We didn't have, mm-hmm. like, access to voiceover and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything had to be in large print or Braille. But we did not have that in our classroom. In a classroom full of visually impaired students, we didn't have what we needed for some reason. And so my mom, she's actually a person who taught me how to advocate because my mom she didn't like this. She'd come in the classroom and everybody just kind of sitting around or have their head down on their desk. I told her I didn't like it because I wasn't learning anything and I wanted to learn. And so she went to the Board of Education and she had to fight for a very long time to get me books in large print. Um, as far as Braille goes, I'm not sure how if she really had to fight for that. I started learning Braille when I was eight. And a teacher would come to my school to start teaching me Braille. But my mom had to literally act a fool. She was, um, she called the newspaper. So I was in a newspaper a lot. I was on the news. And they finally got me what I need. But I was the only person in class who got their books and everything. So she encouraged other parents to do the same thing. I don't know why they would take care of one child. And not all children. But that's what ended up happening. So I would have to share my books with the other students, which was a little difficult. But it worked out for us. Um, I had a little extra help from, not a little, I had a lot of extra help from teachers. But I actually wasn't really privy to a lot of the technologies until I was older and out of school I I really wish I would have went to the school for the blind because a lot of people who went to the school for the blind seemed like they came out a lot they were more they were ready for college I was not ready for college I was not what was next to you then if you're not if you were not ready for college what oh I went It did not matter that I was not ready for college. My parents, my grandparents, they put in my head from the time I, probably before I was old enough to understand, when you graduate from high school, you are going to college. Um, I wanted to take a semester off because I did not, I didn't deal with school well socially. And I was kind of, it was really stressful for me. Um, My mother would not allow it. She literally went to college with me my first year of college. <laughs> she wow. said, you are going. And she she took me and she sat in those classes with me. Every, it was nuts. But I still didn't do as well as I wanted to. Um, I think that I would have done a lot better if I would have gotten that break. But I was one of those kids who was seriously burnt out on school at that time. Um, so I ended up not finishing um I was going for psychology so I didn't finish but I um I went to work for a few years I worked for Marriott and then I went back for massage therapy so um I finished with massage therapy I'm actually working on um that right now because I did not get my license um I have not I've been all over the place and this sounds so crazy but yes. my life has been a serious journey of ins and outs and everything and it took a lot of things that I went through for me to get to the point where I'm saying I'm finishing I finished school for massage therapy but I didn't get my license well now I have a daughter 
So I'm finishing school for massage therapy and I'm getting my license. Let me just remind you folks that, that I'm speaking with Jennifer Strother and this is brought to you by Enesangam Entertainment. If you need instrumentals, recording, mixing or mastering, maybe a music video, photo shoot or graphic designing, Need bouncy castles, face painting, popcorn, cotton candy, or characters for the kids? Want to do online or offline promotion? Maybe both. Let's print your t-shirts and everything else. Here at Inner Sanctum Entertainment Limited, we got you covered. Reach us on FB and Instagram at Inner Sanctum Entertainment LTD, YouTube at Inner Sanctum Entertainment, and Twitter at iSanctum Studios. Or call us at 1-866-338-4123. That's 1-866-338-4123. So Jennifer, you made a statement a short while ago that your life is a serious journey, but you are making everything possible to finish it. So, you know, this is this is a program that people love to listen to. And I do my best to ensure that, you know, um, people get at the edge of their seats. What is so serious about your journey that has, you know, pulled you up and, you know, shaped you up to, to the woman you are today? Um, I, I, it took, I was in my 30s when I, I started looking back on my life and I said, you know what? The only thing that has been standing in my way is me. Um, there were so many things that I wanted to do and just listening to other people. I let those, the, what other people said to me, positive or negative, mold me and make me into something that I didn't recognize. I didn't know myself. I didn't know what I wanted. And that's why it was, like I said, it was a, a roller coaster for me. I was up, I was down because I was, I was getting pulled in different directions because someone would say, this is what's best for you. And someone else would say, well, no, this is what's best for you. And it took me to stop, to get, to actually get alone. And I mean, and I was, seriously lonely to the point of depression but sometimes you have to be alone to find yourself so I was alone and I was down and I was depressed and you know it came to me and like I said at the beginning I'm a Christian so God Amen. so I want to say that God speaks to me and God said listen this is the time that you're supposed to be spending with me right now you're not alone so right now you spend time with me, you speak to me and I'm going to show you the way I'm going to open your eyes. And so it took me to be by myself to find myself and to find, to figure out what I like and what's best for me and what I want to do with my life. And I, and you know, that's a, that's actually an ongoing thing. Things change for me. Um, the one thing that has never changed about me, I've always wanted to be a mother. And even though I've I've um I've had those those downs, I've always wanted to be a motivational speaker. And that started in high school. Um the first time I spoke was when I was um 15 years old and it was for extra credit for English class. Mm -hmm. And it took off from there. It went from one classroom to several classrooms to me go um going to my sister's school because she went to a different school and then to daycares and to people started calling me and asking me to come and speak to their classes so I go to different classes to, to different schools um, and speak to children everywhere and I, I absolutely love it 
um, I wasn't physically able to conceive, but I was blessed with the opportunity to adopt. Um, my daughter is another thing that God has blessed me with that motivates me to do better, to do more. We're living in Las Vegas right now. It's expensive in Las Vegas. Um, and motivational speaking, you know, you people call you and people don't. So I said, well, I'm really good at the massage therapy thing. I, I've done it once before. Let me try it again. And I find that it's just like riding a bike. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I'm doing. I joined the NFB and that's also helped. And, you know, what I do and all of these things are what I want to do. And it's not it has nothing to do with what anyone else wanted me to do. All of these things have been confident builders. Um, and I don't need I don't need other people's opinions or other people's input on my life anymore. I'm praying that it doesn't take everyone as long as it took me to realize that, you know, we're 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 getting in our own way. I think I've said that before. Yeah. We stand in our own way. And sometimes you have to look at yourself and say, hey, move out of my way. I'm moving forward. What led you to Christianity? Oh, that's another thing that I was born into. <laughs> I have always been a Christian. Um, I've always, but even when I did, I, and I was a teenager and in my early 20s, so I got a little wild and loose, but I always prayed. I believed in God always. I've never gotten away from God. And um, I've had people try to talk me out of my faith. They say that I'm brainwashed and things like that. Um, we run into people like that all the time. And I don't knock anyone else's belief, but I will tell you this. I have experienced God's grace entirely too many times in my life to turn away from Christianity and I am raising my daughter the same way um that it's just it's, God speaks to me just as clearly as I'm speaking to you so it's something I, I that is one of those things that I am I feel very strongly about what is your favorite scripture passage you'd like to share with the audience now my very my favorite passage I don't remember the whole thing but it's the one in Proverbs it's Proverbs um, oh, 31 10 through 31 I believe it's about the um, virtuous woman now I love that passage because that is the woman that I want to be that I aim to be virtuous woman the virtuous woman. Wow, that's a powerful statement. <laughs> I love it. And when my when my um, when my little cousins, um, when and any of my girls, my nieces, any of my girls graduate from high school, I buy them a gift, and I always put that particular passage out. Not the entire passage, but I. Put, um, I show them where to find it in the Bible. So I, I put it on a bracelet for one of my little cousins. And um, it's now her favorite passage after she went to go read it. Because I think that this is a beautiful description of a woman. It's a woman who works, who takes care of her home, who takes care of her family. Um, it's just, I think that that is the woman that we all should aim to be like. 
You said you're a motivational speaker. Um, what do you know about this industry? I know that right now it is booming. You can find motivational speakers everywhere. <laughs> and I think it's a beautiful thing. I think it's beautiful that we are, um, I think that motivational speakers change lives in different ways every day. Um, and you don't need a big crowd to be a motivational speaker. Mm -hmm. um, it's great to speak in front of a large crowd, but I have spoken to someone one-on-one -on -one, just speaking. I, I'll give you this example. I was in a, a, I was taking an Uber to my mom's house and I was speaking to my Uber driver and he was asking me about my daughter and asking me different questions about my life. And I was telling him, you know, some of the things that I had been through just conversationally. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden he starts crying. And I said, well, what's the matter? He said, you have no idea. He said, I have started off with my day started off terrible. He said, this has been a horrible day for me. He said, you have inspired me so much. He said, I feel like anything that comes my way today, I can make it through it because you have an amazing story to tell. And I said, you know what? I'm glad that I can do that for you. Um, but stop crying because your eyes blur up when you cry and you're driving. And I want to make it. <laughs> mm, yes. But, when are you giving your speech to audiences or one on one person? What do you want? What, what do you want them to walk away with? I want people to walk away knowing that nothing can stand in their way. Um, how do I put it? I, I want people to reach higher, break barriers and reach higher. I think I already said that. reach higher, break barriers and let nothing stand in their way. That's what I always say. Um, I talk about during my speeches may not be something that you're going through, but what I talk about will help you through what you're going through. I have not spoken to um, a blind audience, a visually impaired audience. I'm not sure why I have not been called to speak to a blind or visually impaired audience, but my audiences are um, people who are sighted, people who can see and people who need a word. They're, um, they, they, they have a dream, they have a vision, but they're not they're They feel like maybe their vision is, not going to work for them and and they're listening again like i said before a lot of times we listen to other people mm -hmm. and that becomes a barrier for us so i want mm -hmm. people to stop allowing that um i have people close their eyes and imagine nothing around them nothing around them is standing in their way there is no ceiling no floor no walls nothing nothing is standing in your way if something pops up you walk around it or you run over it however you got to get there but you have one focus focus on that one thing that is your main goal and you get to it by any means necessary would you like to say hi to anybody out there in the world hi everybody um <laughs> Uh, I will say hello to my mom and my dad. First of all, I have 
awesome supportive parents and siblings my sister and brother Jackie and Jonathan and also my sister-in-law Kia um I have a bunch of nieces and nephews and my baby Alexa you guys heard me mention my daughter that I adopted that is my pride and joy my heart and soul um the it goes God, my daughter, me, and everybody else. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and thank you to everyone who's been supportive, everyone who has um, tuned into my YouTube channel, Jennifer's Open Book. I have some great supporters, and I have interviewed some great people. So um, thank you all. And thank you, Tia. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. So how can persons reach out to you to be a part of your YouTube channel and to book you to be a part of their motivational speaking engagement? You all can find me at Jennifer's Open Book on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Um, Also on Clubhouse, it's J-I-N-N-E-R-F-E-R apostrophe s open book and you have to spell jennifer right because my name is spelled very differently so it is j j i n n e r f e r apostrophe s open book so you can um type that anywhere and it should pull me up um yeah that's where you can find me instagram youtube facebook clubhouse all right, folks, there you have it. The beautiful Jennifer Strahler from Las Vegas, Nevada. And um, we thank her. I thank her for coming on the program despite her busy schedule. With that being said, remember, guys, life is a journey. Live good, love God. One love, one heart. Let's get together and feel good. See you soon. Hello, I'm Sydney Thorpe. Sidneysizer is here to help you meet your audio recording needs. Call or WhatsApp 876-281-2801 or you can email me at sidnesizer at gmail.com or sidnesizer at outlook.com or you can Skype me using Sidneysizer as my Skype name. Sidneysizer we can talk. Sydney Center, where we love to make good things happen.